0: Hey, President Swig. Okay, good evening and welcome to the September 28th, 2022 hybrid meeting of the San Francisco Board of Appeals. President Rick Swig will be the presiding officer tonight, and he is joined by Vice President Jose Lopez, Commissioner John Tresvina, and a, a very warm welcome to our newest commissioner, Commissioner J.R. Epler. Welcome. And Commissioner Alex Lindbergh is absent this evening. Also present is Deputy City Attorney John Givner, who will provide the board with any needed legal advice. At the controls is the board's legal assistant, Alec Longway, and I'm Julie Rosenberg, the board's executive director. We will also be joined by representatives from the city departments that will be presenting before the board this evening. Tina Tan, deputy zoning administrator, representing the planning department. Matthew Green, acting chief building inspector with DBI. And Chris Buck, urban forester, representing San Francisco Public Works, Bureau of Urban Forestry. The board meeting guidelines are as follows. The board requests that you turn off or silence all phones and other electronic devices so they will not disturb the proceedings. No eating or drinking in the hearing room. The rules of presentation are as follows. For cases that have been continued, appellants, permit holders, and department respondents, each are given three minutes to present their case and no rebuttal. People affiliated with these parties must include their comments within these three-minute periods. Members of the public who are not affiliated with the parties have up to three minutes each to address the board and no rebuttal during public comment for jurisdiction requests the parties are given three minutes each with no rebuttal mr longway our legal assistant will give you a verbal warning 30 seconds before your time is up four votes are required to grant an appeal or to modify a permit or determination or to grant a jurisdiction request if you have questions about requesting a rehearing the board rules or hearing schedules please email board staff at board of at sfgov.org Public access and participation are of paramount importance to the board. TV is broadcasting and streaming this hearing live, and we will have the ability to receive public comment for each item on today's agenda. TV is also providing closed captioning for the meeting. To watch the hearing on TV, go to TV cable channel 78. Please note that it will be rebroadcast on Fridays at 4 p.m. on channel 26. A link to the live stream is found on the homepage of our website at sfgov.org forward slash BOA. Now public comment can be provided in three ways. Number one, in person. Two, via Zoom. Please go to our website and click on the Zoom link. Or three, by telephone. Call 1-669-900-6833 and enter webinar ID 826-8612-7217. SFGov TV is broadcasting and streaming the phone number and access instructions across the bottom of the screen if you're watching the live stream or broadcast. Now to block your phone number when calling in, first I'll star 67, then the phone number. Listen for the public comment portion for your item to be called and dial star nine, which is the equivalent of raising your hands so that we know you want to speak. You will be brought into the hearing when it is your turn. You may have to dial star six to unmute yourself and you will have three minutes for public comment. You will get a 30 second warning before your time is up. Please note that there's a delay between the live proceedings and what is broadcast and live streamed on TV and the Internet. Therefore, it's very important that people calling in reduce or turn off the volume on their TVs or computers. Otherwise, there's interference with the meeting. If any of the participants or attendees on Zoom need a disability accommodation or technical assistance, you can make a request in the chat function to Alec Longway, the board's legal assistant, or send an email to boardofappeals at sfgov.org. Now, the chat function cannot be used to provide public comment or opinions. Please note that we will take public comment first from those members of the public who are physically present in the hearing room. Now we will swear and affirm all those who intend to testify. Please note that any member of the public may speak without taking an oath pursuant to their rights under the Sunshine Ordinance. If you intend to testify at any of tonight's proceedings and wish to have the board give your testimony evidentiary weight, raise your right hand and say I do after you've been sworn in or affirmed. Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give will be the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Okay, thank you. If you are a participant, and you're not speaking, please put your Zoom speaker on mute. So we will now move on to item number one. This is a special item. Consideration and possible adoption of a resolution which makes findings to allow teleconferenced meetings under California government code section 54953 subsection E. Is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. I don't see any public comments. So commissioners, we do need a motion.
1: Commissioners, uh, Jose, would you like
2: to make a motion? Uh, sure. So moved to adopt.
0: Okay. We have a motion from Vice President Lopez to adopt the resolution. On that motion, Commissioner Trasvina. Okay. Yeah. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Epler. Aye. President Swig. Aye. So that motion carries at four to zero, and the resolution is adopted so we are now moving on to item number two this is general public comment this is an opportunity for anyone who would like to speak on a matter within the board's jurisdiction but that is not on tonight's calendar is there anyone here for general public comment please raise your hand okay i don't see any general public comments so we will move on to item number three commissioner comments and questions and commissioner trasvino uh, uh,
3: thank you aside from welcoming our newest uh, colleague, uh, which our president has done already. I, I did want to, just on the note about uh, our meetings uh, being virtual, and I hope at some point we're getting close to the end of the COVID emergency. And whether they are for COVID reasons or not, I find it very useful for us to have virtual meetings to get, make sure the public can see what we're doing, how we're doing it. Uh, and to prepare them for inevitably if they come before us. So I would hope that the city attorney's office or we could, we could take a position that after the COVID rules are over, that we continue in this way. And if it takes, a, it takes some rule of our own or whether it takes <coughs> some other rule by the Board of Supervisors, that we encourage that uh, to increase public participation.
1: Thank you. Um, I'd just like to take the opportunity to um, welcome our newest commissioner, Epler, J.R. Epler, and um, welcome to our Wednesday night soiree. And um, you'll find it interesting and stimulating, I hope, and, and this is a, we've always had a reputation as being the people's court, so uh, we work for the, the, the uh, citizens of the city and county of San Francisco and support their, their needs even when there are two sides to every story. So uh, enjoy yourself and uh, we look forward to working together as well as working together with Mr. Givner. He'll be here at least in the midterm, short term, midterm, I don't know, uh, and uh, replacing Brad Russi who uh, actually made a surprise appearance last week but uh, officially moved on to another position uh, several weeks ago. So Mr. Givner, welcome and welcome. and we look forward to your support.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Epler.
4: Yes. Thank you. I want to thank my fellow commissioners for the warm welcome and uh, thank you, uh, Julie, for the uh, conversation today. Um, I'm and I'm honored to be here and I am privileged to have the trust of the city government to do the work of this board. So thank you very much. And I look forward to working with you.
0: Thank you. Vice President Lopez
2: yeah I just want to echo uh the 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 statements of welcome to our newest commissioner uh very much look forward to working alongside you uh for for this uh important work of the city and you know I, I find it uh positive that now we have a uh consistent quorum of of attorneys on on the board of appeals and realize that Not everybody may feel like that about having uh, as many attorneys (laughs) on the board as I do, but as a member of the bar, excited about that and definitely look forward to working with you. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. Okay. I don't see any hands raised. So we will move on to item number four, the adoption of the minutes commissioners before you for discussion, possible adoption of the minutes of the September 14th, 2022 meeting
1: do i hear a motion to accept those minutes
0: okay is there any public comment oh,
1: yeah. sorry public comment first
0: okay is there any public comment on that on the motion to adopt the minutes i don't see any so on that motion vice president lopez aye commissioner Tresvigna.
3: aye
0: commissioner epler aye okay so that motion carries four to zero and the, and the minutes are adopted so we are now moving on to item number five. This is jurisdiction request number 22 6, subject property at 730 Pine Street. Letter from Victoria Cashman and Ryan Carroll, the requesters, asking that the board take jurisdiction over Public Works Order number 206780, which was issued on July 6, 2022. The appeal period ended on July 21, 2022, and the jurisdiction request was filed at the board office on September 8, 2022. The determination holder is William Gerhart and the description is as follows. The recommendation is to approve tree site number two for removal and placement replacement. Tree site number one cannot be replaced because of utility conflicts marked by underground service alert and therefore the request for removal of tree site number one is denied. So we will hear from the requesters first. Uh, I don't see them on Zoom so I'm not sure if they're present. I don't see them present. Right. He, so he's the permit holder. I'm just checking to see if the requesters are here. Do you want to give them a, a call? Is that fine, President Swig? I'm not sure if they.
1: Um, let's, let's move on to the next item. Also give them the call.
0: OK. So um, we are going to move on to the next item then, because the requesters aren't here, and we'll try to reach them. So uh, item number six is appeal number 22-050 Spencer Gosh versus Department of Building Inspection, Planning Department Approval. Subject property 945 to 947 Minnesota Street. Appealing the issuance on June 24th, 2022 to Partesh Kumer of an alteration permit. Replace damaged front stair entry doors, all windows. Modify width of center windows at front bay. Wood windows with ogee lugs at front and exposed north facade. All other windows shall be wood. Marvin Integrity. Replace all clapper clapboard to rust siding to match majority of existing siding. create new deck at rear third floor roof level this is permit number two zero one nine one zero zero three three four six eight note on august 17 2022 upon motion by president swig the board voted five to zero to continue this appeal to september 28 2022 so that the planning department could have more time to review the project And as a preliminary matter, uh, Commissioner Epler, did you have an opportunity to review the materials and watch the video from the hearing, which took place on August 17th? Yes, I did. Okay, thank you. So uh, we will hear first from the planning department. You have three minutes.
5: The microphone. Good evening, President Swig, Vice President Lopez, members of the board, I'm Tina Tam, Deputy Zoning Administrator. On August 17th, the Planning Department requested continuance of the appeal for 945-947 Minnesota Street. We made this request because planning needed more time to review the new information related to the unpermitted work on the property. As noted in the materials for this appeal case, the 2019 permit is to restore and replace damaged front stairs, windows, and exterior siding. The permit also included infilling the open area on the ground floor that's underneath the existing rear addition and construct a new deck and spiral stairs on top of the existing rear addition. Since the August 17th hearing, planning has reviewed the architect's revised plans and conducted a joint site inspection with DBI staff. The inspection confirmed that the existing rare addition where the new deck and stairs are proposed on top and where the ground floor infill is proposed underneath was significantly demolished and rebuilt without the benefits of a permit. As I noted in the last hearing, 945 and 947 Minnesota is a known historic resource. It is a contributing structure in the Dogpatch Landmark District. The Dogpatch Landmark District is a nine block enclave of early workers housing and industrial buildings. Located in the central waterfront area, the district is significant as San Francisco's oldest and most intact concentration of Victorian era housing for industrial workers and as one of the city's last remaining mixed use industrial and residential neighborhoods. This means any work to the structure is subject to the provisions of article 10 of the planning code. This includes any changes to the exterior and any significant changes to the interior. Given the amount of demolition of historic fabric and material that has occurred on the property as well as any additional changes proposed a new certificate of appropriateness will be required. It's important to note that the demolition and reconstruction of the rare addition triggers not only preservation review, but a new rare yard variance as well. The three-story addition is located in the required rare yard. Therefore, the demolition and reconstruction of this addition requires a variance. Since the project will be reviewed by the Historic oh. Preservation Commission, for the certificate of appropriateness, and the zoning administrator for the variance and possibly even the planning commission. If a discretionary review is filed, no action can be taken on any permit in the meantime. The planning department is asking the board to revoke the 2019 permit. We're also asking the applicant to combine all the major scopes of work from the various permit filed into one consolidated permit. We do believe this is the best and most logical way to proceed.
1: Thank you, that's time. Thank
4: Thank you. you.
5: President Swig has a question.
1: Sorry. Um, so, so basically tonight, um, on on many many sides, we are our hands are tied to move to even think about moving forward with this permit. Okay. Correct. That is correct. Okay. And all right. That, that, I'll I'll just leave it there. That's thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. We will now hear from the Department of Building Inspection.
6: Uh, Good evening, President Swig, Vice President Lopez, Commissioner Trevina, and uh, welcome Commissioner Epler. I'm Matthew Green, I'm representing the Department of Building Inspection tonight. Um, There are several permits on the project at 945 uh, to 947 Minnesota Street. Uh, permits that were issued prior to the permit before you tonight include one for removing and replacing the sheetrock to upgrade the plumbing and electrical. Uh, was issued in 2017. Uh, another to extensively remodel a two unit building that was approved over the counter and for only interior renovations that was issued in 2018. And there's another permit to replace the foundation that was issued in 2019. Um, all these permits are still open and yet to be completed. Um, The permit before you this evening was filed in October of 2019 and issued in June 2022. Uh, Prior to this permit being approved, DBI received a complaint stating that work was being done outside the scope of the issued permits. A senior building inspector investigated and confirmed that work indeed was going on beyond the scope of the issued permits. Um, A notice of violation was issued in May of 2022. Um, Work was proceeding under uh, prior to the 2019 application, permit application being issued. so basic work was being done without a permit. Um, we issued a notice of violation. contractor was ordered to stop all work in the areas addressed under the filed permit. Uh, the other areas th- these areas were barricaded and a stop work order was issued uh, for, for the areas at the rear that were covered under the new permit. Uh, work was allowed to proceed under the other active valid permits. Um, a site visit last Thursday with planning, the architect and the contractor revealed that the, the no work order had been ignored and work had, did proceed at the rear addition. Uh, this wasn't allowed uh, since the 2019 permit was being suspended and the 2022 permit, which addressed this extra work, had yet to be issued. Uh, DBI then ordered the stop work order to extend to the entire project. Um, we've uh, forwarded our notice of violation to the Code Enforcement Division. Um, and a director's hearing is being scheduled. It probably won't be held until early next year due to current caseloads. Um, seeing that the permit before you tonight does not capture the entire scope of the work, uh, DBI recommends that the board uh, grants the appeal and, allows, and revokes the permit or allows the per, uh, permit applicant to cancel the permit as he's offered to do and then submit a comprehensive permit application that captures all work under this project. I'm available for any questions you may have.
0: President Swig
1: to state the obvious, you agree with planning that cease and desist at this point. No, no, we don't move forward tonight.
6: Uh, Correct, and we've issued a stop work order in the entire project so no work can proceed there.
1: So uh, for for the benefit of all the commissioners. So here uh, uh, we heard from both planning and DBI that there are significant breaches of uh, the law, Uh, faith, pretty much everything was abused. Um, Other than the accountability of of asking us to um, not proceed, is there any other accountability that the the permit holder or the landowner uh, be subject to?
6: Uh, We do have an active notice of violation. We are uh, forwarding it to the Code Enforcement Division for uh, uh, further hearings uh, that could result in further enforcement action
1: okay so the what what's the saying uh, uh commit the whatever do 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 the act and then pray for forgiveness later um, it, and, correct but there in this case the forgiveness may come with a with with
7: some
6: other uh condition correct. correct now i will say that we we did permit the contractor to proceed under the other permits with the understanding that you know, they begged us to move forward. We let them go forward. They they, they ignored our, our conditions. Right. They breached. I was a little distraught last week when I saw
3: this.
1: Yeah, they breached your faith and as well as broke the law, seemingly. Correct. Okay. okay. Um, thank you for that. Mr. Trev-
3: uh Thank you, Mr. President. I, I want to clarify what your recommendation is when, when it is said not to move forward. Does that mean the this board not moving forward on a vote on any matter or the recommendation is to grant move forward and grant an appeal to hold everything up Grant the appeal sorry, are you asking me or yes. president swig oh i'm sorry i'm asking <laughs> we, I'm, I'm asking what your re, what the department's recommendation is
6: um so we we would like a comprehensive permit that covers the entire scope of the work now the permit applicant has offered to cancel the existing permit and submit the comprehensive permit on their own. Um, I, the difference between a canceled permit and a revoked permit, I'll you know, defer to the attorneys here what, what their actual difference is. But
3: thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you. We will now hear from the permit holder. Is Mr. Shatara, did you want to address the, the architect for the permit holder? You have three minutes.
8: Um, Yes, I'm the architect on the project. Uh, This project started back in uh, 2018 with me. Uh, The owner actually uh, pulled a permit to remove sheetrock and do some things prior to me getting on board. So the 2018 was an interior remodel. 2019 permit that's being suspended now is a comprehensive permit to capture everything. Uh, This permit went to the historic uh, landmarks board it went to uh, variance hearing it went to the Planning Commission and it was upheld as a matter of fact the rear structure that's being questioned uh currently is uh based on uh, a 1938 aerial photograph that uh, uh the former zoning administrator found that basically showed and entitled that back portion of the building this is where the appellant is uh Uh, arguing Um, that permit was about to be issued and uh, some work was done by preparing the foundation below the existing structure and uh, the um, building inspector actually came out there looked at the foundation looked at the steel and we said that uh, or or the contractor said he you know he doesn't want to move forward till the permit is issued the permit was about to be issued within a week's time Uh, but uh, the uh, inspector went through the building and we went ahead and uh, not we but the contractor went ahead and poured the foundation on a direction from the inspector um, because that's less than 30 inches it doesn't uh, create issues with uh, the building code additionally they moved forward with uh, at the when the 219 permit was issued they moved forward with the work and they found deterioration in the back This building, uh, if I may, on the overhead, um, this building started off with a pitched roof. um,
0: Alec, can you help him zoom out, please? Yeah,
8: please. Thank you. And uh, there was a 1975 fire that took off the pitched roof, the the ceiling, and uh, took off uh, uh, the roof area. Uh, The building was, so that's a permit. You turn it around facing you. That's the permit that was issued in 1975 for that fire damage. This is uh, the way the permit, I mean, the building looked uh, prior to any work being done on it, Um, except I think the 1917 permit that the original owners pulled uh, took out the sheet rocket when this this photograph was taken. the side of the building, but the building was in complete disrepair. I just wanna show you this. So we actually went through a um, demolition um, calculation process and the demolition calculation process, there's four demo calculations that we went through. Those four demo calculations, basically, we met all three and the interior walls we did not meet. I'm not sure whether we need another variance on this because- Thank you, that's time. Um, Planning went through the whole demo cal. Thank,
0: thank you. So, thank you. It's your time, President Swick, as a question.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I don't like to pick on architects, so I'm not going to pick on you, but I will make the statement that, uh, uh, based on the testimony from DBI and planning, uh, the the breaches of uh, the, the the breaches of going ahead and doing work without a permit that I found, the breaches related to the, the many activities that that. Either the previous owner did, or as continued by the current owner, is, is are the things that uh, that really frustrate this panel. I understand. When, you know, I'm not asking for. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. I'm. Gonna, I'm asking. I'm just making a comment. Uh, and then I'll end it with. Do you understand? Um, it's because it's a question. But when we, because I, I like to bring this attention to the public and also bring it to attention to. A relatively new panel of commissioners um, and when 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 this commission has in front of it a laundry list of violations of breaches of law breaches of faith um, I, I'm not going to be uh, measuring anybody's ethics but a breaches of honesty it's really frustrating and and i uh i don't i don't see a good future for this project tonight uh other than mm-hmm. throwing it back to d b i and planning to uh adjudicate accordingly uh to uh all the many uh, regulations that seem to have been um denied uh by your uh uh yeah. by your client but uh do you, do you understand this frustration? Because this is the stuff that drives me crazy. As somebody who's been sitting on this panel for nearly a decade, and uh, and I really have to call it out, so that my fellow commissioners here, again, many of whom are relatively new or exactly new tonight, understand this this type of behavior just can't be tolerated. So do you understand that? And I hope that you will communicate that to your project sponsor
8: and I have and I understand and you know I've been doing this for a long time and I've been through this frustration over and over again we try to inform the contractor not what to do and how to go about it and basically if there's an over demolition basically they have to stop the work and call the building inspector, get a correction notice. Thank you. And call I, planning.
1: Yes, I okay. understand, and I told you I wasn't going to take it out yeah, on you. No, but you're, I get it. You're the architect; you have a professional responsibility for other things like doing drawings, not for. Yeah,
8: and we editing. did submit the 2022 permit to correct all the issues, uh, including the demo calculations, which planning was concerned about. Yeah.
1: Well, thank it looks you. like we're going to get into a new chapter, but thank you very much. Okay,
8: thank you.
0: Thank you. We will now hear from the appellant. Mr. Gosh. you have three minutes.
9: President Swig, Vice President Lopez, Commissioners, thank you for your time. I questioned the three minutes. Since we didn't have a hearing last time, why am I not allowed seven?
0: Because we, you did have seven minutes to address the board at the last hearing. We had a full hearing on it.
9: Are you kidding me? August seventeenth, it was continued.
0: It was continued after it was heard.
9: Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. And all right. Well, um... well, you could knock me over with a feather because of both the uh, departments who have been antagonizing me have seemed to come around to my way of thinking. And my, it seems like they are, they're willing to go along with everything I've asked. There seems to be one thing outstanding though is, let me show you the illegal construction.
0: Far enough. We paused your time.
9: Thank you. Wait, we're getting too much wolf vision here. Oh, you got it? Okay, that's good. Thank you. So, this is the illegal addition that I'm trying to get rid of, which is clogging up the rear yard setback and the mid block open space. And this seems to be the only thing outstanding from my appeal is that um, I would like you to direct the Department of Building Inspection to make that determination of the legality of construction and uh, because it seems like they're unwilling to do so. The city attorney, I sent a letter to him wondering what happened here. And, uh, this is the key to the, my whole my whole argument or my whole appeal is that I want this illegal construction removed from the midblock open space, and of course, there are many planning rules that are being broken by by allowing this and um, well, it's frustrating for me and i don't need i don't think I need to go any farther because my my former colleagues have all um Uh, They want the same things I want so I think you probably likely to grant them, but there's the one outstanding thing I would like you to order DBI The director of DBI to make a determination of the legality of construction of this Which I know is illegal construction Because there's no records of it being constructed. It's a simple matter of illegal construction determining legality construction If there's a record in the permit history with plans, then it's illegal legal construction. No permit. No plans illegal And I want it out of the rear yard setback. So please make that happen. I don't know that I need to go
1: any farther. um, But I'm here if anybody wants to ask me any questions.
0: President Swick has a question.
1: Uh, Just a comment. I think we've caught the attention of DBI and planning. And you've gone on the record and made your uh, request. And um, I'm sure that planning and DBI has heard your request and will consider it amongst the laundry list of... A whole bunch of other stuff related to this project, and thank you very much um, for your contribution uh, to these hearings. Thank you, sir.
0: Okay, Vice President Lopez.
2: Yeah, I think I'd, I'd just like to make the comment that um, echo uh, the, the the appreciation uh, that the President Swig just voiced, and uh, but also fair to note that that we do have to kind of, you know decide on the issue that's before us which is uh, that permit that's being uh, challenged uh, but also agree that i'm sure given the 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 provenance and the, and the close look uh, of these issues uh, that they'll be uh, addressed and taken seriously so thanks again for your uh, for your testimony thank you
0: thank you is there any public comment on this item please raise your hand okay please approach
10: Hello everyone, Uh, President Swig, thank you for being here. And commissioners, uh, I'm glad you're here also. Also, my name is Annette, and I support what my neighbor has been doing in regards to putting everything together. And I also am really grateful for the Planning Commission and DBI, because I know I really, I've lived in Dogpatch since 1984 and I know that this particular area of Dogpatch is really unique and the open space areas that they have that uh, on 22nd Street between Minnesota Street and Tennessee Street they are open yardscapes as well as the two places on Minnesota Street and the one that in question that is now going to have a, a bigger look at uh, they hopefully will bring back some of the uh, protruding stairway and decks that were put on without any rhyme or reason, and I think that that um, that that's it. I'm I'm grateful that it's taking a second look because it really is an amazing little neighborhood, and to, all of those are old old wooden buildings. You know, in the late 1800s and early. 1900 so I appreciate you doing the hard work thank you
0: thank you is there any further public comment please raise your hand I don't see any so commissioners this matter submitted
1: Uh, Julie can I ask you a question I think we're probably going in the direction of, uh, of upholding the appeal and
0: revoking the permit
1: and revoking the permit is that would that be the motion? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm anticipating grant. Mr. Choszynia's question because uh, he already asked it. But is as simple as that?
0: Yeah, grant the appeal and revoke the permit on the basis that it's not code compliant.
1: Okay, uh, commissioners, any comments um, related to this case, or it would would that be an appropriate
3: motion? I, um, I'M 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 IN FULL opinion? AGREEMENT WITH THAT uh, THAT APPROACH GOING FORWARD OKAY OKAY ANYBODY ELSE UH
1: okay. I'LL MAKE THAT MOTION OKAY GO FINE
2: A uh, MOTION TO uh, GRANT THE APPEAL ON THE BASIS THAT THE PERMIT WAS NOT PROPERLY ISSUED
0: ON THE BASIS IT'S NOT code COMPLIANT YES YES OKAY SO WE HAVE A MOTION FROM VICE PRESIDENT LOPEZ TO GRANT THE APPEAL AND REVOKE THE PERMIT on the basis that it's not code compliant and was not properly issued. On that motion, Commissioner Trasvina? Aye. Commissioner Epler? Aye. President Swig? Aye. So that motion carries four to zero. And and what is happening with, um, thank you, that concludes that matter. Item five, um, Alec, did you get in touch with the requesters?
4: Um, I got in touch with Ryan Carroll, one of the requesters, and they stated that since the tree had been removed, and they noted that the board office had told them that a jurisdiction request does not suspend the action, uh, that he thought that this matter was moot and he would not attend the hearing based on those facts.
0: Okay, so President Swig, do you wanna hear from the determination holder in Public Works? Just to close it out, we should probably take a we vote on go, this.
1: We should go through them.
0: Okay, so since the requester's not present, we'll hear from Mr. From Mr. Gerhart who is attending via Zoom. Welcome, Mr. Gerhardt. You have three minutes. Did you want to address the board? Mr. Gerhardt? I see that he's present, but uh, we can't hear you or see you. Maybe he stepped away. Do we... Am I here now? OK, yes, we can hear you.
4: I'm, I'm sorry, I lost the. the
0: no app. problem. The requester uh, yeah. is not appearing, so you can address the board for three minutes.
4: All right, my name is Bill Gerhardt. I'm the owner of the building. I, I submitted the original request, removed two trees. One was granted the removal of one tree and, the, uh, and replacement. Um, I think the issue is whether the tenants were notified properly. The original, their, their uh, argument was that the original hearing notice wasn't posted on the tree or was damaged. Uh, I spoke with the city, uh, Chris Buck at San Francisco Public Works. Uh, of course, I paid the fee for the permit application, so they handled the process and notification. I did receive other uh, calls from tenants in the building asking about the hearing and whether they need to be involved. Uh, I also visited the property and saw the notice posted and uh, have a text of that uh, posting from May 25th from one of the tenants who originally notified me of, of uh, its posting. It appeared to be up during the entire course of the uh, process and uh, they, of course, were almost three months or uh, well, 48 days after the 15-day hearing notice. I did reach out to speak to them about why they were protesting and they were concerned about a uh, rise in heating, or not heating, air conditioning bills. Uh, I explained to them that the building, none of the units have air conditioning. So uh, the bills certainly wouldn't go up. But I thought with removal of trees, they would be getting more light, and would use less electricity, and potentially less heating in the units, as well. Um, they uh, they just said, let's leave it up to the city and see what happens. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we I followed the process uh, as required. Uh, the tree was removed. It was actually scheduled to be removed um, after the permit was granted and uh, given the delay in actually getting that scheduled because of the busyness the of the uh, contractor uh, and uh, following up with uh, Chris Buck at San Francisco Public Works and Juliet said that the permit was still valid. So. We went ahead and had the tree removed and uh, replacement tree planted uh, that's really all that's really all i have to say thank you for the
0: time okay thank you okay. we will now hear from public works
7: good evening commissioners chris buck with san francisco public works bureau of urban forestry We reviewed the request for jurisdiction very closely, and we don't believe that it meets the rather high threshold that the commission has set. Um, You know, the permit was not issued in error. The tree was properly uh, posted with the notice. We also post four notices on the corners of each block. We did receive uh, written testimony from folks in the general public, not on that block, who monitor removals uh, citywide using our website and our hearing process. So they certainly weren't on the block, but they were able to file letters of protest. The original application was for the removal of two trees. The recommendation was to approve one. So there already was, uh, if you will, a, a compromise here as a resulting decision but nothing that we've looked into regarding this matter um, meets the threshold. There are no errors in notification. The process as it's been for a couple of decades was followed and we support um, the applicant permit holder in asking you to uh, deny the request for jurisdiction. We have a very robust permit process as um, some of the newer commissioners will learn and it can take quite a long time to remove a tree in San Francisco. So we believe the process was adhered to, uh, no mistakes made, and uh, permit issued properly. Thank you.
0: Thank you, President Swig. has a question?
7: Sure,
1: um, uh, um, again, speaking as the old guy on the, the panel, um, what my fellow commissioners will learn with regard to trees is exactly what you said. They're really hard to, Get removed, uh, and most of the time we are suffering from removal by trucks uh, or um, or middle of the night action of an owner or you know nasty stuff, but not not a permission um, and and i 've seen m- many tree removals that have been refused because of of uh, even when there's evidence of a buckling of uh, sidewalks or the breaking of uh, sewage pipes or the connector mm. between the house. So it's, it, commissioners, it's a really hard thing to get a tree um, removed in this city. That being said, um, can you inform the commissioners uh, what? how did this tree make the high bar of getting removed? And I'm gonna ask one follow-up question.
7: Sure, um, thank you, commissioner. Uh, At the staff level, we received the removal application from the property owner uh, seeking to remove both trees. Uh, During the evaluation of the application by certified arborists with Public Works, we evaluate the trees just on their overall health and sustainability with the site. So um, for instance, the tree really has to be in poor condition for us to approve it for removal. During this process, we observed that tree one uh, would not be replantable were approved for removal, so it meaning that the minimum guidelines from certain utilities and other infrastructure could not be met. So that was something that was noted in this process that probably the applicant assumed if I get permission to remove both, we'll plant both. So sometimes it can be an eye opener, you know, hey, uh, applicant, one of these trees can't be replanted. So uh, at the hearing, at the staff level, we believe these trees, they were not as tall and large as other ficus trees, meaning 50 feet or greater. They're more in the 25-foot range. The structure was fair. Uh, however, the hearing officer wanted to balance um, a bit of the history of, of limb and stem failures and ficus trees specifically in San Francisco, uh, knowing that there's that, that history and f- of failures. So it was a little bit of a compromise tree. Two that was approved, again, staff felt like if the tree is larger, it's more of a public safety concern. Hearing officer sort of struck a middle of the road. Very often, staff denial might just be completely upheld at, at the public works hearing. But we also like to demonstrate that there's nothing, when someone approaches our department, the resulting end decision is not a known. And I can't even guarantee that to anyone, even if it's a tree that we've initiated for removal. And so we have to come to the process with an open mind and and really sort of let uh, the the public realm is a huge part of our process. Um, And so that was uh, something that occurred here. And then at the staff level, when we deny a tree for removal, Uh, We issue that to the property owner, and the property owner has to appeal with another letter stating why they wish to appeal. So there's quite a bit of back and forth before we even get to a departmental hearing. And then that decision itself is appealable to Board of Appeals. So that's a little bit more about this particular case, sort of how we got to removing one of the two trees, um, as noted, the applicant um, had a pre existing contract to remove trees. It, it can take months to get on a schedule. Um, I will also state that we, it's rare for us to be here before you with a jurisdiction request. Typically, it's a very, um, people may not agree with the recommendations ultimately, but the process really uh, has to be followed because that's how you maintain public trust. We had one case a year ago where we admitted that we made a mistake in notification and we um, issued a a superseding decision to not require that appellant to come before you just to seek jurisdiction. We admit the mistake and reissue a a 15 day appeal window so they could just appeal it without coming to you first. So we, if you know, there are human errors and if we find that we will address it um, and be responsible about that because the process is what we really want to, Stick to even if again we might be on the opposite side of each other at some point.
1: Follow-up question is: um, in uh, in many many cases, we have heard correct uh, com- um, uh, commentary that the tree canopy in San Francisco uh, is it has diminished, is diminishing, and uh, and that uh, Buff has to take. Great care and making sure that the tree canopy doesn't diminish um, generally aligned with that when there is a situation when a tree is removed or trees are removed um, that the the commentary goes well you you just uh, tore down uh, or removed a tree or you're you're approving the removal of a tree, which is um, an older tree fully matured contributing uh, uh, much more aggressively to uh, cleaning the air and making for a better environment uh, as opposed to the baby tree that you're about to replant um, can you can you comment how uh, in this case uh, you did would you confirm that you you did uh, there was a new tree planted and and to how does buff um, reconcile the issue of replacing a mature tree that, that cleans the air and improves the environment much better than its replacement, which is uh, obviously a baby tree
7: and doesn't do quite the same job. Exactly, thank you, Commissioner. It's um, aptly true. We The Code Urban Forestry Ordinance requires that when a tree is removed that it be replaced. But we acknowledge that the replacement tree can take a long time to grow before it achieves a size where it's delivering the ecosystem services that we wanted to deliver, both economic, um, ec- economic as well as social. And so you know no coincidence. It was the weekend of the hot weather we had a few weeks ago, a month ago, when this jurisdiction request came in because all of a sudden we're pinned down by this heat and you're running for shade and trying to figure out, if you can convince someone to um, install uh, insulation in your home. So without a doubt, yes, our code says replacement trees are required. But we acknowledge that um, the replacement tree is going to take a long time to shade, shade that apartment. And so that's another reason for pretty close review and being consistent with how we handle similar cases. Trees need to be really poor condition for us to prove them because it takes a lot of tree planting to actually grow and expand the urban forest. So we'll be talking more about planting funding, which has been increasing and has been increased for this coming year. And also, when it comes to development, of which this one was not, development-related impacts, often we look for greater replacement ratios, even if it's not in our code, it's something we seek to mitigate the loss of trees. So in this particular case, uh, unrelated development, and so it's a, it's a baby tree. And that's a really important reason why we hold on to the mature trees uh, as much as possible.
1: And I have to ask one more follow-up question, sorry guys, but this is really a, a good, good opportunity for a seminar because uh, we're going to we're going to hear this stuff yes over and over again in the future um, so w- would you please inform the commissioners and the public um, now this 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 tree has been replanted correct correct yes uh, who's responsible for the care and feeding of this tree so it it makes its past past its critical adolescence and and jumps into maturity
7: that's right. In this particular case, the owner submitted the removal application, so the the property owner is committed to watering this tree for three years. It it takes street trees in San Francisco about three years of weekly watering to build up enough of a root system where it doesn't require any uh, supplemental water after that. So the trees that we plant in San Francisco are drought tolerant. You know they're can thrive in our Mediterranean climate where we go half a year without any significant rainfall. But that three-year establishment period, we will often caution folks who are seeking to remove a tree. You get a tree to become established, you're not worried about uh, small-level vandalism anymore from, say, just uh, pedestrians walking by, uh, leaving a bar. Um, you still have to contend with cars and other calamities. but. Establishing street trees in San Francisco, um, and even in the last 10 years, I I believe it's become even more difficult. Uh, It's not easy. And you're watering a tree once, you know, do anything once a week. Uh, I know that I promise my daughter, I'll prove to her that Monday night, when I need to bring out my garbage cans, comes faster than Friday night. Like it's just once a week, really? It's a week already? Well, you gotta water that tree once a week for three years. Um, And so the property owners who plant the replacements really are invested in in making sure that happens, but Public Works removes and replaces trees as well, and it's a it's a real challenge. We just planted 43 to 49 new trees in the tenderloin and the biggest challenge will just be keeping our eyes on them staked and uh, protected during three years of watering. So it's both canopy size, but resetting that clock and trying to get a young tree established. So um, it's quite a lot of work just to get a, a tree established in San Francisco. Thank you very
1: much. Okay. Thank you,
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. Any other you. commissioners
1: have any questions?
0: Okay, is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. I don't see any public comments, so commissioners, this matter submitted.
1: Um, Julie, can you give us some suggestions? This is obviously, this tree has been cut down. The tree has been replaced. Uh, The whole issue related to the jurisdiction request uh, as acknowledged by the requester is kind of a moot point. Uh, So what...
0: Well, I mean, I would personally just stick with the jurisdiction request. Did the city intentionally or inadvertently cause the requester to be late in filing the appeal? So uh, if you believe uh, the city acted appropriately, I would deny the request on on the basis that they did not intentionally or inadvertently cause the requester to be late in filing the appeal. That's the. okay. Uh,
1: With the advice, commissioners, anybody uh, have any commentary um, to add to uh, Ms. Rosenberg's suggestion? And if not, would somebody make a motion?
3: I'll move to deny the uh, request for jurisdiction on the basis that there is no error by the city in, uh, or by the department in uh, granting the uh, approval to remove the tree.
0: So do you wanna say like the city did not intentionally or inadvertently cause the requester to be late in filing the appeal?
1: That's what I heard him say.
0: Okay. Yes. We don't have these very often, so I understand. So we have a motion from Commissioner Trezvina to deny the request on the basis that the city did not intentionally or inadvertently cause the requester to be late in filing the appeal. On that motion, Vice President Lopez. Aye. Commissioner Epler. Aye. President Swig. Aye. So that motion carries four to zero and the request is denied. And
1: this is the end of the hearing. Thank you very much for attending.
0: Thank you.